0: To all our listeners, welcome to another episode of the CBT Podcast. I'm your host, Shiko. And before we get uh, into our discussion today, I'll let my uh, colleague introduce himself.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Shiko, uh, for the invite into today's podcast. My name is Alex Okech-Moses, a psychologist at CBT Kenya, and I'm humbled today to be in this panel.
0: Okay, welcome, Alex, to our discussion today. I uh, remember our last um, recording, which was the beginning of the month. Uh, we were talking about mental health at the workplace, and since, since we are at the end of the last day of August, we'll be wrapping up on our topic on mental health at the workplace, where we'll be discussing um, how we can encourage open conversations at the workplace, uh, also addressing trauma-related um, events, uh, what, what are the protocols, and also how we can promote social connections at the workplace, which means, which would be um, encouraging positive interactions among employees to build a supportive community. So probably you can start us, you can start by probably letting us know uh, how can we encourage open mental health at the workplace.
1: Mm. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Shiko, yeah. uh, for that good introduction. Yes. So straight into just our discussion, Uh. For the longest time, uh, people have not been free to express themselves at the workplaces, to speak about their mental health struggles. And the rationale behind that is a lot of stigma that is attached to mental health, especially uh, at the workplaces. And when I speak about stigma, these are the attitudes and the beliefs that people have towards those who are going through mental health-related issues. And that stigma, at some point, it makes some other people to discriminate themselves from others. Uh, It makes some other people to develop negative uh, beliefs about those who are going through uh, mental-related issues. And also, this stigma directly impacts those who are affected because they don't seek service because they know this is like a wrong thing to speak about your struggle. Yeah. So we are now in this podcast to speak about how we can promote open conversations at workplaces and encourage the employers and even the employee at workplaces to seek mental health services uh, within. Their stations. So, uh, what is very important and should start the discussion is when the organization ensures that it has a mental supportive culture. So, when I speak about a mental health supportive culture, to mean that the organization has set policies, has set values, and sanctions that are promoting mental health support. The organization has taken the mandate, for example, to clear and take away any sort of stigma. And they have also done a lot of uh, sensitization, a lot of awareness to the employers that this is a safe space for people to seek support, that there are clear protocols that in case you want to communicate about your struggle, this is the path communicate to this person, say about your issues without any uh, reputation attached to someone, without reprimanding someone even after they have spoken about their day-to-day challenges. So even as we start to encourage, especially the employers, we don't want to ignore that there is a big responsibility on the owners of these workplaces Those are now the directors, the C-suite, the management officers. They have the biggest duty to ensure that there is a safe space first and foremost. And for the other people, the team is now being very open uh, to exercise the free space that you've been given to express now your issues, uh, what you're going through, uh, seeking welfare support when necessary. Uh, taking for example leaves at the right time to ensure that you don't expose yourself to psychological and even uh, fiscal burnouts. you see Uh, and sometimes even expressing your needs and interest in relation to work related uh, discussions for example pay rise uh, promotions these are things that really bring a lot of stress to the employers Uh, maybe terminations from work. Uh, no promotions at work. Very poor. Uh, you know, uh, remunerations. So when the employers don't have a free space where they can, for example, express their needs, you find that these things start to pile up. When they pile up, they subject them to more uh mental related issues. Okay,
0: so I think probably my point on this will be um, feedback and improvement mm-hmm. so like continuously um, which, uh, once we get to this program of mental health at the workplace I think we should continuously gather uh, feedback from the employees for effectiveness probably we can so that we can ensure uh, the approach remains relevant and supportive so we can probably ask the employees how is this approach is it really affecting um, how well does it work with you or should we find another way of um, improving your mental health. Mm. So this, in general, is just the feedback from the employees, mm. which is also very important as well.
1: True, that is very important. Yeah. I think now, yeah, Shiko, you're introducing now the aspect of uh, how to do it, yeah. especially how to provide that support mm-hmm. to, to the employers. So different organizations have different systems or different protocol that are being followed uh, to provide this mental uh, health support. Uh, But just one thing that is very important is that this one has to be done in the consent of the employers. So to see their consent, it has to be structured in a manner that it meets their rights, it respects their values, uh, so their feedback is very important. very important, yeah. and also they need to be assured that their information is highly protected yeah. by whoever, for example, who is even providing the support to them yes. or by whoever they are opening to. Mm-hmm. You see, so I, I said we don't really have like a structured system that is universal across all companies and institutions, but. Most of the organizations you will find like they have an HR, human resource uh, department. Mm-hmm. Human resource departments are very sensitive uh, segment that tries to deal with issues uh, of the workers, the employers. You know, some other organizations have gone beyond and they have what we call industrial psychologists or organizational psychologists. Mm-hmm. So the organisational psychologists, they are concerned to notice issues that are affecting the employers directly and how those issues also affect the company's uh, ultimate goals in terms of their output and what they are working towards, you see. Uh, but also encouraging activities among different workplaces is also a healthy strategy a healthy mechanism yeah. whereby once in a while people are maybe come together in groups and they go for activities outside work because in those physical activities they tend to interact with one another and they tend to unmask uh, the work-related faces and try to be very free and open to one another they are able to speak about what they are going through and that one helps people to relieve themselves from different mental struggles they are going through. Uh, and of course, even speak and open up to, to their colleagues. Yeah. But as part of that protocol also, uh, organizations, because they don't have either trained professionals, they are able to handle what is within their scope. For issues that may tend to go beyond their scope, they refer other different uh, maybe professionals who are practicing uh, somewhere else. So something important maybe we should also be uh, just speaking to our listeners is like how do you ensure that How what would you do for you to feel like your information is going through the right and safe uh, pathway or channel like who do you communicate to about your issues, for example? Uh, so, at any workplace, of course, you will find that there are systems of communications. Uh,
0: probably a question. Um, do, is mental health a workplace, is it necessary for all types of works or is it just necessary for different kinds of works? So probably you can find, probably there's a small office. There's really not much going on. So does that
1: mean that every work needs a mental health strategy as well? Uh, Let me say, for every workstation, it should have the system that supports mental health. Mm -hmm. The system is very important. Mm -hmm. The system is the structure, the program for it. Even if they don't have a trained professional, at least they have a scheme, or system that shows in case we find someone amongst our team who is affected this is the path to follow for example we can either refer or we can call in someone to come and just provide uh, support i don't know if uh, i'm answering that question yeah like what is really important is the the system is there a system that shows in case one of our staff is affected by mental related issues yeah. how do we support them if we don't have our professionals do we call in someone yes. do we refer them to someone mm-hmm. do we give them a break for example to go home and relax that is also a
0: part of um, encouraging people uh, encouraging mental the workers is that, is that a way of encouraging do you Yeah. ask them going for a leave or going for a break is that part of it? Or is a part of coping? Is it a strategy? Because you said you can refer somebody, you can mm. ask someone to come in and talk to them. You can also um, give them a break. So is mm. a break, is it part of... What, what can we call that?
1: So, uh, physical activities, uh, we actually call them physiotherapy. physiotherapy. Like, that is more of an intervention okay. that is being used in therapy. So... Uh, especially at workplaces, when someone has worked for that long period of time, uh, there's need for them to be given some breaks. Just to go and relax, uh, to be off the work and try to engage in some other activities. Uh, and by so doing, you find that someone is starting to be relieved uh, of what they're going through. So it is still part of the strategy of support, especially in the realm of a workplace.
0: Yeah. And um, About addressing uh, work-related trauma, we've talked about protocols, but is there a specific protocol on on how to approach work-related trauma and what do we mean by work-related trauma? Mm.
1: So work-related trauma could be very tragic incidences that may happen at workplaces. For example, let's assume someone is working in uh, maybe a machine industry Mm -hmm. where they are using very uh, heavy uh, objects, metals, uh, and maybe in the operation, maybe someone uh, encounters an accident Mm -hmm. by maybe the operation of the machines. So, And something like that keeps haunting this person all through their life. So that is a trauma to to a staff member, yeah. people have got trauma that are resulting from uh, very uh, uh, rapid or sudden terminations from work, you know, and someone gets a trauma from that, As yeah. uh, sometimes uh, you may find that even some other people can die at workplaces for different reasons, and it, leaves, it creates a traumatic incident to the other uh, employers you see so a traumatic situation at a workplace is any incident it could be tragic it could be a sudden incident yeah. that happened at a workplace and has a long-term impact
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the employers or even the employee yeah. something that once in a while crosses their mind again and reminds them of the incident that long time happened, you see. Mm -hmm. So when we have, for example, these traumatic cases at uh, workplaces, managing a traumatic issue requires a professional. That is why I was saying, now when the organization has a system, they will determine if, if they have a qualified and trained professional who can support, that is okay. If they don't have their system, should be either dictating for them to refer yes. this person maybe to a professional somewhere, or they should bring in a professional to come and help, you know, these clients who are going through this. We've also had cases whereby uh, thieves, for example, have invaded into different companies yeah. and they steal, for example, they break down organizations. Yeah. So that one becomes a trauma to the old company, for example, to the old organization, you know, like it, it it, has to be shut all of a sudden. So people are subjected into a traumatic loss. They have lost their employment. They are going to lose their monthly remunerations out of that. So these people have been subjected to a trauma, you see. And even sometimes some other organizations, policies can be changed Suddenly, Mm -hmm. a company, for example, that is producing maybe a certain product, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, for example, the government uh, maybe uh, makes changes to their production. And that one maybe has a direct impact. That company has to shut immediately. So you see the direct impact it has to the employers, to everybody who was attached to it. So those are the traumatic cases that happen at workplaces and they have psychological effect attached to it because now uh, you don't have work to do, you're not going to earn, you're not not able to pay for your bills, uh, so you start to get a lot of stress to it and it may still amount to more uh, mental health issues if not well addressed.
0: That's very, very interesting. Very, I didn't thought about it in that angle on the work trauma, some of the examples, but that is well explained. Um, but moving mm-hmm. away from the trauma, mm-hmm. how can we encourage employees to create a supportive um, community? How can they build a, a, a supportive community? How can they build social connection in the workplace? Apart work from uh, going out, having fun activities what are some of the other ways we can
1: do that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there are a number of things that can be done. Of course, also depending uh, with the arrangement of uh, the organisations. Yeah. Uh, one of the easiest thing that can be done, most times when people are getting into organisations, mm-hmm. there should be what we call just a psychometric assessments. So psychometric assessments, whereby just a history of a new employer is being taken, Mm -hmm. just to understand their background, where they're coming from, and, you know, what is their status by the time they're checking in to the company, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is at the time of entry. At some point after a few months, most organizations also do another assessment again with the employer, it's more of collecting feedback now from the employer. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling with the work? You came with, for example, aspirations, you had very high expectations. What are your thoughts about what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Do you feel this work is helping you? Do you have good social relations with your, uh, uh, maybe, team workers? are you getting satisfied? So those uh, day-to-day or maybe monthly feedback collections reviews. or reviews in yeah. simple terms mm-hmm. from uh, the employers, yeah. it really it is more like you're doing reassessments with your employers to know mm-hmm. what is uh, their status. You see, uh, but also having open forums at workplaces. Mm-hmm maybe meetings once in a while, where even mental health uh, professionals are brought in to just have like group discussions at workplaces, where people are just free to air to these uh, professionals of what they are going through, what are some of the challenges they are going through, uh, what are their recommendations, and that one still can be of impact. Uh, and they are able to find it to be more uh, safe space yeah. for them to express their issues. Oh,
0: okay. Mm. Um, what about uh, people who are born, or rather, they with time they they develop mental health uh, conditions, probably like bipolar. They're diagnosed with ADHD. How can those people be supported in their workplace?
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, you see there is mental health issues that uh, emanate from your workplace Mm -hmm. and there are also situations whereby your workplace may either uh, aggravate or worsen your pre-existing mental uh, health issue you see so those are two different Mm -hmm. so they're two different so meaning if you had a pre existing mental health issue, even before you got to your workplace, you should be having a system of how you've been managing it before. Either you have a therapist who's giving support, you have doctors who are providing support. Uh, so, what is important, what you may recommend mm-hmm. to the employers who are listening to us, what would encourage when you go into any place of work, be very, very free to speak openly about your health, not only your biological health, your physiological health, but speak also about your mental health history yeah. so that your employer has that information. When your employer is informed of your mental health status, mm-hmm. that even determines the positions where they put you, for example, the nature of work that they give you, for example, uh, the responsibilities. That you are assigned it to. Yeah. And in that understanding, they are also able to provide the follow ups, probably with your other pre existing or preliminary support yeah. to ensure that you are still uh, under management. Oh,
0: that is very, very interesting. Mm. Uh, looking at that angle, it's more of you informing other people of your condition. Mm, your yeah. condition. Don't, mm. don't stay with it, don't be shy. Because once you speak about it, now you're able to even get help from where you're working. Yeah. That's where... And you see, some of the
1: reasons why people don't really speak about them Mm -hmm. is because there are some stigma. stigma. There are stigmas, for example, if I say about my mental health issue, I'm going to be given maybe a lesser uh opportunity for example. I'm going to be treated differently at work. Yeah. If I speak about my mental health issue, I'm not going to have that good social yes. circle yes. Uh, yes. at work. Yes. You yeah. see, uh you know, if I speak about for example my mental health issue, I'm going to be denied the opportunity of promotions, yes. you know, at workplace. Yeah. So all these are the things that makes people just to fear but then, one thing people need to know yeah. yes, this one tends to be shortcuts, but they have very short term effects yeah. because you're trying to cover your illness, maybe your issue for that short time. But in the long run, you shall have really hampered yourself from finding or getting the best and suitable support yeah. that could really be exist. So, we encourage uh, our listeners, people who are working. To be very open, speak about your history, what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, be a champion of mental health. Oh,
0: this is such so an interesting topic. I feel like I have more points to share, but I think probably my parting shot would be um, to remember that building an open environment about mental health takes time, especially on the stigma. Not everyone is open to. The stigma conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody at some point is stigmatized with somebody else's condition or with their condition. And so the goal is to create a workplace uh, where employees feel valued, supported, and comfortable discussing their mental well being without fear of stigma or discrimination. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my parting shot.
1: My parting short, uh, yeah. I would want to normalize. Yeah. Uh, mental health-related issues mm-hmm. at workplace. Yeah. When we speak about mental-related issues at workplace, these are not things like uh, depression, bipolar, ADHD. Mm-hmm. These are normal things that every other layman could go through. Yeah. Just getting stressed because you have a lot of work, yeah. that's a normal thing that another person would go through.
0: What about if somebody comes to the office and say they feel good about themselves. Is that part of promoting also open conversations? Instead of talking about the negative, we can also talk about the positive. Oh, true. Yeah, oh, that's good. We, yeah, we can talk about, I'm feeling I'm feeling good today. I ate something nice yesterday. Mm. I feel like having fun with my friends. That's part of the positive.
1: That's part of the positive too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And also having ways of reinforcing behavior. Yeah. Uh, reinforcing behavior and mostly this one could be done by the management when your employers are doing well reinforce them yeah. sometimes you don't have to give fiscal gifts but just verbal Vulnerable. gifts
0: yeah. affirmation.
1: affirmations yeah. they, they mean a lot so they give motivation yes. people feel happy around you yeah. uh, what i was trying to normalize is that this things that people go through at workplaces, they are very normal people go through them even outside workplaces, you know, you're just having, for example, worry towards promotions. You know, when you're about to be promoted, you always have a certain anxiety about the new position you're going to occupy. Will you be able to deliver, for example? That's a normal experience, you know so i'm trying to encourage our listeners that don't feel that these are odd and completely oblivious things that you're going through they are very normal uh, issues but they only become unhealthy when you don't speak about them when you don't express them we don't encourage our uh, listeners to suppress Uh, to ignore what they're going through be very free speak about everything you're going through either to someone who is open to you as well someone you can confide in or by following the protocol that have already been laid by your organization Mm. thank you
0: so much Alex that was such a good topic a good wrap up thank you so much for listening to our podcast we have more topics um, on the way Uh, September is uh, Suicide Awareness Month so we have so much to talk about we will be joined by other therapists who will be sharing their thoughts um, about the topic as well so that is it from the CBT podcast Uh, thank you for listening in